0: A warm welcome to Disky Talk with Luyolo. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I ask that you please subscribe and hit the notification bell button. So on today's episode, we discuss all things Coach's Corner as we have a look at four men who have been newly, appro- newly appointed rather, at four different English Premier League clubs. So I'm joined by three guests today, all of them returning guests guest that um, I thoroughly enjoy recording with so many different opinions. However, I'll start by introducing Neil. How are you bro? I'm doing good. Good. You good man? We're good, we're good,
1: we're good. Good. And as
0: always, I am your host with the most and I go by the name of Luyolo. So, gentlemen, let's get straight into it. So um towards the end of uh, the season, we did, you know, more or less start to see that there will be changes at certain clubs and uh, some clubs went on with, um, without managers for <laughs> a couple of weeks, uh, other clubs went on for a couple of months without uh, managers, however, we do have um, four men who have been appointed, however, we will start with uh, Mr. Patrick Vieira, who will be leading Crystal Palace. What do you guys make of that appointment? I'll start with you, Neil. Um, I don't think that it's such a good uh,
2: appointment. Uh, Patrick Vieira, I think the Barclays uh, Premier League is that, that's a it's deep waters for him, mm-hmm. and he will be found out by more seasoned managers that have experience, and you know it's 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 a big name coming. Is he there because of his name, what he's done in football, or what he's done as a coach? Because as a coach, <laughs> yeah. he's not supposed to be there. Yeah. As a footballer, we all remember the good days of Patrick Vieira, but that is not the reason why you should walk into a team like Crystal Palace. Yeah. And Palace is going to find themselves fighting. Yeah, yeah. Fighting for, uh, that's my opinion. Yeah. And we'll roll back and see if I was wrong, yeah. but they'll be fighting for a relegation. What, yeah. do you,
0: what do you make of the appointment? Yeah, actually,
1: I I do agree with you. I mean, like, he's been at teams like New York City, at Nice, he got fired. So I don't really think, you know, he's uh, he's proved himself yet to get a job like Palace because even though Palace might not be the best team or, the, or, or one of the best teams in the Premier League, you know, they're still, uh, you know, a team that's always in the Premier League, you know. Yeah. So I think he's probably going to get fired
3: after like a couple <laughs> of months,
1: but we'll wait and yeah. see.
0: Yeah, well, we didn't and see. What do you make yeah. of it, Studies? I,
3: I see this uh Patrick Vieira uh appointment as a as a big mistake for uh for Crystal Palace. I think because of the the main reason that uh Crystal Palace are going through a transition period right now, after losing seven first first-teamers, then think Squat Diane left Joe Ward. Mm. Van Arnold is leaving, McCarthy's also gonna leave. I think also Kiyos is only like a few months left in his contract. Yeah. Like I feel like with a squad, that needs such a big overhaul and you're losing so many core first-teamers. To bring someone such as an inex- inexperienced as Vieira, I feel like it's going to leave a, a gap too big to fill because, first of all, he's inexperienced. To, when having a, an actual good squad, and now he's going to have a squad that's limited and he has to work magic with something It's something that he hasn't actually done. He hasn't proven that he's capable of to, yeah. of to overhaul a squad and to change it. I, I feel like that he's in for a big job, But I'm not saying you can't do it because I I think managing these days, I feel like it needs players to to, to come to the forefront and to pull you out
0: of ticket situations as well. So I, I, yeah, I was was very shocked by that appointment, you know. I just think this is my general notion when it comes to um, ex-footballers becoming coaches. I just feel like they have to thoroughly cut their teeth by learning the trade. Right. Like everybody else, like any other coach, you know, and you shouldn't get the job because you've got a fancy name. You shouldn't get the job because you're a legend at that that certain club, you know, but you should get the job because you can do the job. Because then what ends up happening, we see a team that A has no structure, B has no style of play, C there's no philosophy. We don't understand what this team is trying to do. And we see a team then always trying to figure things out on the field of play. And that for me then puts the team at a disadvantage, you know. And that's when players then will easily use their player power. Because we know that's a thing in modern day football. Players have so much power. And they get you out of the job. Because they're quick to realize that, hey man, this guy, he doesn't doesn't really know what he's doing, you know. So personally, I just think that he should have, I think he should have, he should have, stayed at um, uh, uh, a smaller team, you know, you know, in France, a league two even, and just learn the trade, learn the trade, you know, learn what is your best formation, Mm -hmm. you know, understand what I'm saying, learn certain um, tactical nuances, Mm -hmm. learn how to work with different types of players, Mm -hmm. you know, learn certain things about yourself as well, because I believe that when you're coaching. You're not just coaching the players in front of you, but you're also coaching yourself in a sense Because these things that you yourself have to learn in order for these guys who are in front of you To be able to learn from you so that they can become successful And my problem then also becomes that What is the criteria? That's my question Like when um, You know, when, 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 uh, The board at Crystal Palace were now looking for a manager like which criteria was used here
3: like i am not sure how how crystal palace let scott dan go to bernmouth and and they don't go after him because i feel like like football is the only sport or like the only profession where you, you can be a manager without actually being able to manage something well because I've, i haven't seen a doctor who can't uh, perform surgeries i haven't seen a lawyer who who who, who can't have, have solid arguments it's only in football where you appoint someone, I'm not even sure what criteria they even use to appoint Vieira into the best league in the world, as, as, as they say. Yeah. I'm not sure how they, mm. I'm not even sure, like, how they plan a roadmap for, for him to even uh, succeed there or further, like, down the line.
2: Do you think it's to attract certain... It, it, it could be, it, it, it yeah. could be
3: to, to like, lure in, like, certain because they even signed a young French player, Michael... Uh, Michael Yeah. I'm not sure if that was solely down to Vieira being there, but I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I hope the best way.
0: Yeah, you know, so I, I just, yeah, personally, I don't advocate for it. I think managers should, managers should pay their school fees, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. learn, learn the learn the trade, you know, yeah, yeah. thoroughly so, so that when you do get to a big team, we don't see you being confused. We don't see you looking like you don't know what you're doing. You know, so hopefully all all goes well for him, you know, and um, you can't do any worse than than Frank, Frank was who was only there for a couple of games, hopefully, you know, but we've seen that happen at Crystal Palace. However, gentlemen, we all feel like he's not the man for the job. I just want us to discuss a couple of names that could have potentially, you know, Fitted into that category, or who maybe, since you're saying he'll be out, who maybe then might get the job in December? Because we do know that is a trend within English Premier League football. So, which are some of the coaches that you think would have been uh, well suited for that specific role? I'll start with you, Neil. No one comes to mind. Yeah, for, for me.
1: Okay, for me, I'd say, like, uh, Louis Favre, that other guy was coaching Dortmund, or, yeah. or Borussia yeah, Mönchengladbach, yeah. yeah. he was linked to the job, but I don't know why they didn't go for him. You yeah. know, I think he would have been a better appointment. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have liked to see him, but if we're talking about future managers who, who could come in for him, and there's so many... I, I think maybe Frank Lampard should have even gotten the job, yeah. if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, like, he does have some years yeah, coaching yeah. some clubs under his belt. He's coached Derby County. Mm. And the biggest club, okay, okay, one of the biggest clubs in the Premier League in Chelsea. So I think yeah. it would have been a good job for him to, you yeah. know, go and, work it, yeah. go and work his system out. But
3: what, Why I disagree with Frank Lampard? I feel like with Frank Lampard, I feel like he was on the right journey with Derby. And then he kind of took a step too far. And I feel like that, that, that step too far with Chelsea, I feel like it's kind of uh, put him back to where he was. Where, 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 when he was at Derby. Because at Chelsea, he started to do this thing of where like he like, started to dial his own methods. So, I feel like so now to take him into Crystal Palace with, with him not, not, not being steadfast in his ways, I feel like that would have uh, crippled him yeah. even more. But I feel like that what Frank Lambert has to do is he has to go back to maybe like a League 2 team, build up <laughs> his <Yeah>. job, resume, <laughs> and, 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 and find himself again. Because no. I, I feel like for, for, for him to, to then take another job sure. without yeah. refining his method. Because he, after he got fired at Chelsea, I'm pretty sure that he's still had doubt in his mind uh, about what he has to play, because he, he, he hasn't been anywhere else to like refine and go back yeah. to what he was. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like with, uh, the perfect, perfect appointment would have been Scott Parker. Because Scott Parker he has been in the Prem for two years now, been in the Prem for two years. He's learned his trade in the best league in the world, which just about is going to be in. And, and, and arguably they have a better squad than what he had. And he was working with limited resources and he did well enough, but it's just the same that they got relegated. Yeah, yeah, so
1: you can't really say that he would have done a better job. You know, he's learnt his trade, but he's gotten relegated. No, managed to win. No. Lampard managed to finish in the Champions League place with Chelsea last season. Even though he got fired this season, he still learned a lot. Is and I'm it... sure right now, wherever he is, he's learning from his mistakes and he deserves <laughs> another
3: chance. No, but how is he learning from his mistakes when he hasn't managed recently? How is it... Where's he learning with his children in the park? He isn't, he isn't learning no, anyway. no, obviously I'm sure that he he's going through his old games maybe. He, he's oh, seeing. okay, yeah. maybe here I could you, have done a bit of a tweak. You learn by doing. I've, I've never seen someone say, oh, I'm learning being a doctor. And you're just sitting there. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're not learning anything. but he does have experience. You, you learn by applying your methods day in, day out. That's but I he's applied his doing. methods at Derby okay. County no. and at no. Chelsea for two seasons But but he he started to to doubt his own methods. that he had at derby. Then that guy you' to always play a solid back for. He started chopping and changing. Chopping and changing. Who the guy was in and out of this another other team. What What are your
0: thoughts, Nia?
2: Well, I, I understand where uh, Montes is coming from. If you if you think about Lampard, mm. also previous uh, superstar in the mm. league, but someone that at least had a schooling within mm. the, in the mm. system. So. It would be a, uh, it would have been a
0: better, better yeah, yeah better choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally think the perfect man for that job um, would have been Eddie Howe, and uh, I say Eddie Howe because he's very experienced yeah. when it comes to English Premier League football. He's a, uh, I mean, a coach who managed to get Bournemouth into the Premier yeah. League, it and he it. and he stayed up with Bournemouth yeah. for such a long time, you know, and he was using players who. Bournemouth signed when these guys were still playing in League Mm. 2, players that were signed for like (laughs) £20,000, you know (laughs) players were signed for next to nothing but he turned some of those players into very good Premier League footballers Mm. you know, so I think he would have been well suited for that Crystal Palace move especially because if you look at the squad that Crystal Palace have, yes certain players are departing, however there's exciting prospects there, you know there's exciting players that you can work with And um, you look at uh, Eze, for example, you know, that's a player who would be so um, integral to what you try to do going forward. And you could build a team around Eze. And also, when you think about Crystal Palace, I think they could attract those young um, English Premier League players, you know, especially those ones who aren't playing at the big clubs. Do you understand what I'm saying? You could attract those players, you know, and you you could get them in. And with Lampard... I, I I I I will borrow from Stabiso and I'll borrow from you because I acknowledge both points with regards to say that because he's sitting and he could be doubting himself and he's not in the job, I will acknowledge that. However, from what he has done, I'm pretty sure that he has he has learnt. You know, he has learned from his past mistakes, but it's obvious that he's not applying them on a daily basis because he doesn't have a squad to apply them with. But I'm pretty sure that he has learned from his mistakes. And watching also how Thomas Tuchel has taken over that Chelsea side, he will learn so much and be like, oh, okay. So Thomas Tuchel came in and used the very same players I had and he used them in a different way. So I think he will be learning. And I think for the Crystal Palace job, he also would have been another candidate, especially because of the links that he has with... Um, those Chelsea youth players He could have used a lot of them Do you understand? Billy Gilmore has, is off to Norwich I thought that if Lampard got into Crystal Palace He gets Billy, Billy Gilmore into midfield You know, you got Eze in front of him And then he could also get a Tammy on loan for a season Then you're looking at a different pro- prospect With that Crystal Palace side Do you understand? So I think that he also could have been a very good option I just think that when... Um, Owners of certain teams sit down. They must look at those things. You know, you have to look at the experience. You also have to look at um, what this man has done within this fold. You know, because that is a huge experiment. Taking uh, Patrick Vieira and bringing him to the English Premier League. He did well as a player, but now times have changed. You know, he's a manager. So, gentlemen, let's move on to the next segment. um, Where we discuss uh, a man who is a lot of people are excited about his appointment. I am too, you know, most notably known for his time at Benfica. Uh, One of the key components to his Benfica side was taking Adele Tarept and turning him into a defensive (laughs) midfielder. (laughs) Which, you know, which is quite amazing. Which then shows us what he can possibly do. Man goes by the name of Bruno Laj. What do you make of his appointment for Wolves? Uh, I think
1: that it's a very good appointment. Um, he does have a couple of trophies under his belt. He did, win on, he did win with Benfica. He won the league title and the Super Cup as well. So he is a winner. Mm. So, you know, and that's someone that Wolves do need on the team. Um, I think that Nuno did his best with them, but I think that Bruno Lag is the guy who can take them to that
2: top six position and keep them there.
0: Mm. Mm. What do you make of it, Nia?
2: I'm excited to see the pressing. He's going to bring mm. and, and how he's going to utilize those players. Um, I'm very excited. Um, if you hear about Joao Felix, how all these young players that he helped crew mm. speak highly of him, yeah. uh, that indicates to me that he's the type of player that will, uh, the type of coach that will work with players, um, and he will bring the best out of them. He's not going to force a philosophy yeah. and try and bring in players to match his philosophy, mm. but he will take the players that are there and mold them. Into being a winning side So I'm very excited to see what he's going to do with his Wolves And I think we're going to see an exciting Wolves again Yeah, Yeah.
0: so I I, I agree with you With regards to taking them to the next level I just think that Nuno just You know, you get to a point where You reach the pinnacle and you just can't go any further Mm -hmm. You know, and there's nothing more you can do With that squad But when I have a look at that squad There's some some Very talented footballers You know, and I think you know it's it's perfectly set up for Bruno because when you look at some of those players, it's players that he would have probably crossed paths with because of the whole Portuguese, Portuguese. revolution. <laughs> However, the question I want to swing to you, Tabiso, is with regards to his tactical approach. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we do know that four four two is regarded as an old school approach. However, with his four four two, it does seem a lot more mod- modernized, mm-hmm. and it's got. It's so many dimensions and elements to it. I just want you to, just um, give me your thoughts on the way he approaches mm. football.
3: Well, with with the Bruno Aires teams, like and I know very well because we played them in the in the in the UEFA in the Europa last season. Uh, and they had us against the ropes, like like I think like the, I think they won the first game. I'm not sure. I didn't think they had us against the ropes the first game, because like. He's very good with that like, young strikers, like, the striker he had that Penfica, Darwin Nunes, some other tall, long guy. <laughs> he's a kid, but that guy play like he's so old, like yeah. like he, like I, I saw I saw him on the touchline, like he tells you like how to shape his body when he when he receives the ball. And I feel like that with him and uh, Fabio Silva, I feel like he'll, he'll make that, that boy a, a goal hanger, his goal, goes that guy. Cause I feel like that the one thing that he does, like he he tells his winners like to always like at the touchline you get get hit the point into the box with the strikers, and imagine having a diamond on this side, you have net on that side. Yes. Those guys are a like terrorizing you know, yeah. players a And basically with, with his high press, like he does sort of like the, I think like he like he, he used to like trigger the press on Pereira whenever Pereira had the ball, like like the whole team huge, 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 just flood it to, to, to in, in, in the, the right hand side. Mm. And I feel like with with uh, with. Uh, Jumbo Tymian, I feel like with Jumbo never. Like, I don't, I don't think like, that are gonna work. Yeah. I think he's just gonna buy like another midfielder, cause yeah. like he, he likes a uh, mobile, uh, like a uh, uh, defensive mid. That yeah. uh, the other guy here yeah, that at Benfica, I, f- f- I forget his name now. I, f- I forget the guy's name. But there's some other like he needs legs and yeah. like, good technical. Yeah, I think one one of them is dropping. Maybe mm. if Leves is being sold. Yeah. But like, like, like the centre-backs, you know Connor Cody with the spraying of the balls. Yeah. He, 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 like, like, his team already has a template yeah. and not, yeah. not to play. He really has uh, Johnny Otto on the side. Yeah. Right back, I feel like it's right back I like Semedo. I feel like Semedo is very limited but I'll see how... Yeah, how he plays yeah. out. Yeah. You
0: know, so you mentioned the midfield. There's um, a player that I'd like for us to just look at. You know, he hasn't had much game time but whenever he's come on, mm. He showed glimpses of that he can one day become a quality player for that wolves side. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White. Mm-hmm. What do you guys um, make of him? Do you think that it this could blitz. be? Do you think that this could be his chance to break into has, that yeah. wolves side? It has, yeah,
1: it's definitely gonna be a good time because now there's a whole new different coach. Mm-hmm. So the, you're on a yeah, so you're on the seen. same level playing field as everyone else mm-hmm. to to shine and to prove yourself. So it's going to be a very good chance for a lot of players that maybe Nuno didn't play as much to come into
3: the light now and to get their shine. Yeah. Especially with like, like that both mid, uh, midfield, I feel like there's so many quality players in that midfield for him to like experiment with. Because there's also uh, a Dendonka, but I'm not sure mm. if he's uh, maybe dropping into the back line. Mm. But, but I, I can imagine like Dendonka and Neves starting pivot. Those two are going to kill midfields. Because those guys, Dendonka's mobile, Neves can play the ball. Like, th- 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 that midfield especially with <laughs> Kim, like being a squad player I don't think he'll see many minutes as a starter but I feel
2: like that, that he has something to offer in he'll grow yeah, into yeah, it yeah. he gets the best out of his players mm. and I'm excited about that because so many managers come with the philosophy only yeah, they don't come mm. with um, that, that I'm working with a group of, group or, or, you. of young men yeah, mm. that need to achieve something yeah. and he's going to come and look at those players no, no matter uh, how many games they've had under Nuno yeah. he's going to look at doing the best out of each one mm. so it's up for grabs a lot of places with a lot of quality players so I think we're going to see a, a, a more energetic yeah. Mm.
0: yeah. and uh, speaking of Nuno and energetic it's a great segue into our next segment which is Nuno who's been appointed as uh, Tottenham Hotspur's manager what do you guys make of that appointment? I
3: think I think that this appointment, I feel like the, that Spurs are still in for some pain. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that this is a very good appointment for Spurs because Nuno, Nuno isn't isn't known for his attacking style. I feel like he's more pragmatic more than anything. I feel like he just likes to to like feel the game out. He never like I want to take that like go out and take a game. Imagine like with Son, Kane, uh, Lucas Mora, there's so there's so many players they not to attack. I I feel like like these players will will, will grow frustrated very easily. Nah, I disagree with you, man.
1: Nuno took Wolves from the Championship into the Premier League. And not only did he just keep them there, he made them finish top table. Now he's going to Tottenham, where he's going to have better quality players in each position. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have better attackers now, better midfield more of a transfer budget to buy more players, no, more this, quality players, this, 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 this Tottenham this. can attract good players. So it's, it, it's a step up. And now Tottenham, and, and you can't say that he's pragmatic because he's not as defensive as, 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 as Jose Mourinho. So they're going to play with a bit more attacking. Thirty 2 formation is a bit of an attacking formation. He's going to have Doherty. He's going to, you know, uh, research a little bit, you know, come back into the team because he does know how he plays. So a, it it is a good appointment.
3: I oh, was well, the same with that. The thing I'm not I'm not saying that. Like, this thing is much more of a, a step up for Nuno in the fact that he's going to a bigger club than what he's been. In. For for Spurs, this appointment isn't good at all because those players you like mentioned at Wolves, those players haven't really done anything in football or they haven't seen anything. <laughs> like, so they'll take his messages on board more than the Spurs players. Imagine Nuno telling Kane. Uh, track back uh, a, 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 and help the team. Do do, do you think he'll continue to do that if the results aren't going there, 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 there. But, but at the same time, he didn't, so. he didn't do that to
1: Jimenez, so why would he
3: do it to Kane? No, but this is Jimenez used you, you, you to do so much for that Wolves team, the fact that he used to track back also and press teams high. With Kane, Son, and those players, those players we, we, we won't tolerate his methods if if the results aren't going their way. Because imagine w- you're working hard, but the results aren't going your way. Nah, so, but so So we, the, 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 the person to blame isn't you, it's the manager.
1: No, nah, but at the same time we can't be talking about results not going his way when the season ha- ha- hasn't even in <laughs> no, <know>. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying we, we can't talk about hypotheticals, about oh, what if that happened? No, then they would listen to him. It I hasn't I'm, happened. I'm, I'm so saying, we can't
3: but talk but about there's a, there's something that. There's something that, 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 that actually could happen. Where is the situation where the results in the first few games aren't going their way. Those players will turn on Nuno very quickly because Nuno doesn't have that big of a name in the footballing world. That the players will respect him for prolonged periods of time. Those players stuck with Mourinho for longer than they should have because it's Jose Mourinho. What are you going to say Jose Mourinho? But they turned on him though. Okay.
2: Yeah, you say that uh, they stuck with Mourinho because it's Jose Mourinho. But what if results go their (laughs) way? Then the players will tolerate his methods
3: because they were winning.
2: Yeah, yeah, they, they'll tolerate his methods, but what he's done with wolves, wolves, uh, wolves, when they came against uh, the top clubs, they really yeah, they, they challenge, they yeah. challenge them. Yeah. So when he starts proving to uh, his players that his methods are working with the group, yeah. I do believe that uh, the players will give him respect. I think uh, I think they they might even respect him more than Mourinho because of mm. his approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mourinho's yeah. approach. Um, uh, watching that documentary with with Spurs I personally I wouldn't be able to sit under a person like that at work or anywhere it's very tough and I know there's things like tough love and to bring out the best players but I don't think that that methods work but I think Nuno we should give him that chance at least he's making a step up Mm. and I think that step up is earned yeah Mm. he earned it definitely
0: you know so personally I, I think it's a it's a very good appointment by Spurs. Mm. And I say that because let's, we have to be realistic with the situation, right? Spurs went out and they tried to get all these <laughs> other managers. <laughs> totally. And it just didn't happen. Yes. You know, it, it just didn't happen. It was clear that managers who are in a higher tier than Nuno were not willing to coach Spurs, mm. you know. So the next best is dropping a tier down. And then when you drop a tier down, those are the type of managers you're looking at. You're looking at a, a Nuno. You're looking at those type of guys, you know. Personally, I would have even thrown Eddie, Eddie Howe's name in there as well. Graham, Graham, Potter? Graham You understand? But at the end of the day, well, Graham Potter reportedly was not interested because he wanted to build with uh, Brighton and then hope for a bigger club or bigger... <laughs> yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? So it shows you that a lot of people weren't interested in that job, you know. So Yeah, it is a very tough job. So with Nuno, the reason why I'm excited is because, firstly, over the years, you've realized that his man management skills has been very, very good, in my opinion. You know, and um, I'll speak from... Uh, a perspective where a player was doing well and a player was doing badly, you know? And I'll give you an example of Adama Traore. I'll use one player. When Adama Traore was doing really well, how he managed him was fantastic. When Adama had the poor season, where he finished with like one, one goal, goal and one yeah, assist or something, but the way he treated him still, do you, do you understand? It was the same. So for me, that shows his great man management skills, which is very important. Yes. Coming into that Tottenham squad, that's what you're gonna need. Man management skills will be very important, especially after what happened with Jose Mourinho. Yeah. You know, and you also then have to look at how he integrated certain players within that Wolves fold. Mm. You know, and how certain players were starting to grow. You know, and how players were allowed that freedom. I would be sitting there as Dombele thinking, "Okay, I'm a bit excited for this." Do you understand? Because now I'll get to play a bit. Mm. You know, this is an offensive uh, lineup where I will be able to play. Mm. And you know, with his three-five-two, it might even then see Dombele maybe going in as a ten, maybe behind a Kane and a Son. You know, where he's able to play now. You know, And then you have two men sitting behind him Because what I love about Nuno Is that he doesn't compromise He plays players in their best positions That's it Doherty, great as a right wing back mm. That's where he put him yeah. Not once did he ask him to play as a right back Because he knew that he'd get found out yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when you look at that You then start to see that Oh, okay, this is a coach Who knows how to get the best out of his players A B, he's got a very good personality yeah. And at the end of the day, you need somebody who can adapt to the ways of Tottenham, right? The previous manager, he didn't. And with Nuno, he has to be adaptive when he can't get the players that he wants. Do you understand? Because we all know that Levy is, uh, is a penny counter. Yeah, yeah. He's not always going to give you what you want, <laughs> cool. you know? So yeah, yeah. you need a man who can say, okay, let me use the best of what I have. Yeah. And the best of what I have is the spare squad. What can I do with the Spurs squad, you know And I think he's already earned the respect of Spurs because if you think about some of those um, Great battles between Spurs and Wolves over the past couple of years, you know There's been quite a lot of amazing matches between those two teams. They would have earned his respect and they would have then Understood. Okay. This is the type of manager. He is when he comes in. We are going to respect him. Yes His name is not Jose Mourinho but, like, Jose Mourinho is Portuguese. <laughs> but, yes, his name is not Jose Mourinho. However, we live in a day and time where players take to you based on your personality, yeah. as opposed to the name. Data. Because you can have this big state as a name, but if you're self-imposing on these players and they don't like it, they'll turn on you, you know? But now, with uh, a Nuno who... Sometimes he allows his teams to play, you know, and what I like about him is that I think he's going to make Tottenham a bit more competitive You know at times you felt that these guys concede a bit too easy Tottenham have always been soft over the years, you know Mourinho came in he established that Defensive noose where you started to see Tottenham start to grind out the clean sheet Mm -hmm. So with Nuno, I feel like Nuno will be able then to ensure that they're able to nullify opposition Because you hardly ever saw Wolves getting thoroughly beaten You know, you never see them roll away When Nuno was in charge You know, so I think that is a very interesting um, appointment And I think it's a good one as well, you know Because he's also a manager who's able to get the best out of young players And over the past couple of seasons We have seen that Tottenham have quite the good academy You know Yeah, so personally, I'm excited And you mentioned Oliver Skip Who I think, as an unpopular opinion he he could he could have a big role to play going forward, you know, if he decides to have because he likes going with the with the double pivot, you know, if he puts him alongside Hoiberg, that would be good. Who knows? Maybe you could get the best out of Harry Winks again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I think that it's an exciting prospect. However, a lot of it boils down to if Kane stays or he leaves. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and that back line for, yeah, he for, has to get rid like of five, like, Eric Dyer and He has to, and to get Davis. rid
3: of one of them, Eric Dyer. Yeah,
0: Dyers, has he has Yeah, so the, he has been linked to Conor Cody. Hmm. You know, and I understand why because yeah. as a, as as a back three, the ball playing centre half Conor Cody would fit that. But he's also been linked to Yannick Vestergaard. Who hmm. I hope he gets ah, that's good. because yeah that is sure. you the, know I, yeah. I I'm just I'm just shocked that he's being linked to Tottenham, not a yeah. bigger club. Yeah. yeah, you know I think I think Yannick Vestergaard would be a great signing. Yannick Vestergaard in there. Um, next to him you have Alderweireld on the right. On the left you could have Ben Davies. And what I like about Ben Davies, yes, he's not. He's not the greatest on the sun, <laughs> but he'll get the job done for you. And I think a perfect role for him is left, the left-sided centre-back. Because I say that because it doesn't require him to attack as a left-wing back, and it doesn't require him to do too much defensive work as a centre-back. You know, so I'm, I'm very excited for, for Nuno uh, going forward, because I think that he could get uh, the best out of that squad. So, gentlemen, let's move on to the next segment. Yeah, this appointment... Uh, it got um, the other side of Merseyside, you know, a bit, you know, dropped them up the wrong way. And uh, the perfect man who will actually take us through this is uh, Neil himself because uh, he is a staunch Liverpool supporter and uh, he witnessed the years when Rafa Benitez was there leading the team. But anyway, what do you make of Rafa Benitez's appointment for Everton? Um, good
2: job on Everton to get Rafa Benitez. I only have fond memories of Rafa Benitez, but uh, <laughs> going through Twitter, hey Twitter, hey. <laughs> we'll finish you. Yeah. Um, there's Sorry. this nice clip where uh, Rafa Benitez is interviewed and he, and he speaks about uh, um, the blue side of side and he says, they're a small club. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, they've gone to the smallest club Probably in, in Liverpool, been. but um a great a great manager. Mm. We spoke now of uh, being able to manage players and that is the strength of Rafa Benitez. Every player that has played for, for Rafa Benitez speaks fondly of him. And I think um, what he'll bring to the team is competitiveness mm. and Everton will, will definitely do well because of what Rafa Benitez brings. He's seasoned, he's one of those um, coaches that has not stayed in the old era of football. But he also he will experiment. He will turn things around, and he will definitely make them competitive. Um, this league is so competitive. I don't know what he really <laughs> yeah. do in terms of position on the log. Yeah. But um, Everton have made a great uh, acquisition with, with 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 Rafa Benitez. Mm.
0: Before I swing the question to Stabiso, yeah. I wanna because you are the staunch Liverpool fan. Yeah. What do you make of him making the crossover? Do you feel like, no, culturally that is, that is wrong, you're not supposed to do that? Yeah. Or do you feel like, listen, it's, it's, it's the world of football and from a normalcy perspective with regards to finding a job, yeah. if, at the end of the day, it's a job, like yeah. any other job. Or do you feel like he's broken certain cultural boundaries when it comes to Merseyside? Well, um, a few years ago,
2: Michael Owen, when he went to Manchester United, that that broke my heart. because <laughs> you know, That was, a, that was when, I, when I started falling in love with Liverpool. Yeah. Um, that was uh, the golden boy. And I think uh, what Benitez has done is not wrong at all. You know, uh, a job comes along, you take it. And I think Benitez is also taking that job with respect to Liverpool. He, he's, he's highly regarded. They won't boo him when he comes to to Enfield, that is one manager they're not gonna pull. I I I hope. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope they won't yeah. Win, but I don't think he has. Is crossed any any, boundary, yeah. any Yeah. Because
0: because the thing is with with Benitez that um, um, that maybe some people might not know is that he's still kept his house. You know, in Merseyside, still lives in okay. Merseyside. Even when he was not coaching uh, in Merseyside, he mm. still had his house there. You know, yeah. his family still live in England. Yeah. So he's, in a sense, he's become become an adopted son, you know, of Merseyside. So I'd like to think that Liverpool will give him that respect and understand the situation as well. So what I like about him, you mentioned uh, a pertinent point, that bringing competitiveness into the squad, and I think that'll be paramount, you know, when it comes to Everton, because a lot of people have always felt like, you know what, Everton are a club that... They can do better, you know, they can do better. You know, it's just personally, do I, would I have gone for for, for Benitez? No, I would have not gone for Benitez. I say that because, yes, I'll acknowledge he's a good, very good coach, very experienced. He's won things. Yes. My only issue with, 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 with um, Benitez is that I think that he's more concerned with his own interests as opposed to being there to thoroughly build Everton. Because say if an offer from Italy comes, he's do you think he staying? He's, he's, he's gone, you know. But that, I pin it on the Everton management and the Everton mm. board more than anything. Because of how the type of managers they've had in the past couple of seasons. Firstly, I feel like Everton spent so much money. Mm. But we don't see anything, you know. They spent so much money, you know. So I think Everton had to go for a coach who'd be there for the long haul. Yes, we cannot predict because if a better offer does come, uh, a manager will most likely go. But based on character and personality, you know, you can tell a manager who's in it for the long haul, who doesn't have his own interests. Because I feel like Everton can become a top six club. You know, with the financial muscle they have, with the type of players they attract, they should be a top six club. But they're just not because of the decisions they make with regards to the managers they appoint. So... A good appointment because of the experience, but a bad appointment when you're looking at long term, because I think Benitez will go if a, if a major offer does come along. But anyways, Tabi, so what do you make of his appointment?
3: Uh, with, with regards to Rafa Benitez, um, I, I feel like it's hard to find a manager that's, that, that's liked by everyone. I, I haven't heard yeah. a bad thing said about mm-hmm. Rafa Benitez. Like, in the footballing world, I feel like he's very loved because he's been everywhere, he's been there done that he has the t-shirt. And, and I feel like that with him walking to the Everton dressing room, I feel like that, that, those, that those players will be uh, motivated and, and that manager bounce will be there because this is, this is a big manager. He's managed some of the best players in the world. And with it, Rafa, I feel like... Also, like I feel like with the management and Fad Mushidi, the owner of Everton, I feel, like, I feel like that he doesn't really have a problem with reaching for the top shelf and paying whatever amount of money to, to these mercenary coaches as it is because he like he has the right intentions for the club like to build everything yeah. now like they say they got him calling to a they bought his players Alan Hammers, but mm. it didn't work out as he wanted and he left and now I feel like he's going to do it again for another coach for Rafis and then dip it into his pocket again and try to build the best for everything yeah. and I, I really don't have a problem with, with an owner like that because like I feel like I would liken Fad Mushiri to Rafa, uh, to Roman Abramovich at Chelsea. He does this similar thing. He he goes for the top shelf. Yeah. Spends mm. the money. If it doesn't work, we we look at it again. We spend again. Because sooner or later, what he's doing will 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 strike gold and they'll hit it big. Mm. And I feel like like that season, like I think, I feel like it will pay off, and I think it's, it's gonna be the this kind of season because the squad is very good. Mm. And I feel like if they just add maybe. Three, three or two pieces. I feel
1: like they, are they they're rather challenge for, 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 top yeah. No, I do agree with you. Um, I, I, do think that uh, and Gar- uh, did make uh, are the right investments, and I think that those players could come in handy for a player like, I mean, for a coach like Rafa Benitez. Maybe not James Rodriguez. You know, maybe, <laughs> I, I don't think he'll use him as much because you know he is a bit. You, you never know with him, it's either he's unfit or he's injured or something, but yeah, yes, you miss. but no, he does have a, have a lot of experience coaching the top clubs. He should get everything into our top six finish this season. So yeah, uh, it definitely is a good appointment and I'm just excited to see all of these new coaches coming with their new systems into the teams and just mm-hmm. seeing how they all play out. So yeah, it's going to be a very exciting season.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen... You heard it from Mungesi. It's going to be a very exciting season. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, sitting down and uh, discussing the coach's corner, the English Premier League edition, uh, especially because of how much talk there was surrounding those vacant uh, positions. Now that they've all been filled up, now we sit back and we watch and see if they will deliver. So, I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, Mungesi. thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you very much, Rune. Senor del Munga Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pio. Uh, sure. This was an episode of Disky Talk with Luyolo, signing out. Hello.